Welcome to Under the Lid, a podcast where we discuss skill development, mental skills, performance, and coaching. I'm Tom Scolle, and I'm the founder of Cricket Mentoring, and my co-hosts are former Australian Test cricketer, now professional coach Chris Bucky Rogers, and Charlie Burke, who has previously been the director of cricket and head coach of Hong Kong, and a coach and talent specialist for Queensland cricket. The three of us are great mates and regularly talk and share ideas about what we're learning to continue to better ourselves. This podcast aims to give you an insight into some of the conversations we have and hopefully answer some questions and issues that we're continually seeing or hearing. So let's get under the lid. G'day legends and welcome back to Under the Lid. I'm here with Chris Bucky Rogers, my great mate. How are you, Buck? I'm good, Skulls. Good to see you, mate. You too, you too. And as you will have noticed, there's a little change to the format. We have added in an extra, a very special person. Welcome to Under the Lid, Charlie Burke. How are you, Berkey? Yeah, great, Skulls. Thanks for inviting me. Well, so guys, we've added Berkey in because Buck, Berkey and I have a WhatsApp group and we are regularly sharing ideas and we often or sometimes don't agree on everything, which is healthy, which we enjoy. So we thought that Berkey brings a different uh, view on things. Berkey comes from a, a really experienced coaching background. Um, he's done some incredible things in coaching. And so we're really, really pleased to have Berkey involved in this Under the Lid podcast. So Under the Lid with Skulls, Buck and Berkey. And we really hope you enjoy having Berkey involved as much as we will enjoy having him involved. So boys, how are we going? How are we keeping with all that's going on in the world at the moment? Yeah, it's pretty tough, isn't it? There's... Uh... There's not a lot you can do. How do you how do you stay motivated and active and, and all those kind of things? But um, I know we've been speaking a lot. We've been uh, still trying to learn and try to get better and and hopefully we can we can pass some of that on. Yeah, I'd agree with Buck. It's uh, it's a challenging time for everyone at the moment, isn't it? And I suppose just living our lives a little bit bit differently is a good challenge as well. It's probably a healthy challenge. I'm actually in the process of moving from Queensland to WA, so uh, I picked a good time to do it. Um, so it's certainly challenging me at the moment and the family but uh, yeah I think that's part of life isn't it it is and everyone around the world is getting challenged in some way shape or form so whoever wherever you are listening this hopefully you're going okay and this podcast will bring you some sort of joy or some sort of entertainment uh, which is what we're hoping to, to give you guys on a weekly basis now something that we get asked a lot in our cricket mentoring community is what does it take to be a pro athlete or a pro cricketer. So I'm really keen to hear your opinions, uh, Berkey and Buck, and what you guys have sort of learnt over your journeys. But for me, I think something that, that just determines whether someone makes it to the top or not is self-belief. I think the best athletes have an incredible amount of self-belief and they that belief sort of allows them to sort of take big action, which is the, another major thing. If you're not taking big action, you're not gonna sort of get big results. Um, I think they have an incredible work ethic. I think they have a willingness to make mistakes and fail and they have good people around them. So guys, I don't know if you want to expand on that or add to that, but that's the first few things that come to mind when I think about that. Yeah, I, I, mate, like, I know we haven't actually, uh, we knew the topic the, today, but we, we hadn't actually spoken about it. Um, but I've written a few things down as well and, and, and they're pretty similar. So yeah, I, I think you, you spoke about belief there. It's not quite having blind belief either. It's not like you you think, oh, you know, you're so good that that you're going to make it regardless. It's more having awareness of your strengths and weaknesses and and what it is the things that uh, you need to work on. But also having that kind of determination to uh, 
to make it all, all the way. You know, I, I kind of think someone like a, a little Leighton Hewitt, you know, you watch how he goes about it. Wasn't the, the most physical person you, you'd ever see on a tennis court, but the fact he just never quit, never gave up and, and was just so determined to, to prevail. I think that was, that's probably a bit of a shining light for me. I agree with with what you both said there. I think from a oh, probably from a I suppose a bit more of a coaching um, point of view on the things that you know that I've been fortunate enough to coach some some really talented players, whether that be in franchise cricket or or in youth cricket, guys that have gone through and then gone on and represented at higher higher honours. Um, one of the things that really stands out to me is that the players really know their game. Um, and I've been lucky enough to be involved in a few different sports, but particularly with cricket, such a unique sport and so many different skill sets. Um, the one thing that really stands out to me is just really knowing their own game. Um, I think a lot of the stuff around self-belief and work ethic and all those sorts of things, I think that's a trait of, of any good athlete at any sport. Um, but the one thing that really stands out to me in cricket is just really understanding their game and and that's easier said than done. So, Berkey, you know, how does it? How does a young athlete get to know their game? Do you think if you're coaching a young athlete, how would you do that? How would you help them? Yeah, I think it's. I think creating those conversations. Um, I think we're very guilty as coaches at times, and and I know I stop myself constantly from doing it. Is that we're often trying to give players the answers at a young age, whereas I think they need to find that out because then they really truly believe in it. And they understand what that looks like and what that feels like. I think if we're we're often as coaches trying to tell them what it what it is and what they should feel like and how they should play, whereas in the end you've got to be your best own coach, don't you? Particularly in a in a sport like cricket, I think the athletes that go on and and play at a really high level and become a professional cricketer, the one big thing that that I've noticed is they really understand their own game. You know, at the end of the day, you're never a finished product, are you? Particularly in a game like cricket. But that's that's the one thing that really stands out to me. And I, it's, it's tough to coach. I think it's more about asking the right questions at the right times is really, really important. Again, that's easier said than done. But certainly that's one of the things that, probably the biggest thing that stood out to me. I think, Skulls, we have that, that discussion, mate, where... Um... I've, you know, I've said to you before, like the, the best players that I ever came across, they could, particularly the batsmen, you'd sit down with them and you'd listen to them talk and they would talk about their game with in minute detail. It'd be unbelievable, incredible. And they'd talk for hours if they, they got the chance. Like, I know you recently uh, went to a mate's place and you actually, I'm name dropping here, but Steve Smith was there and you got, you got a chance to speak to him about it and you were blown away as well, what he what he said, weren't you? Yeah, well, I, I'm fortunate enough to know Steve reasonably well through a few mutual friends, and I've spent a bit of time with him, but always in a social setting and, and being res- sort of respectful of him as a mate or a mate of a mate, I've not really sort of nuffed him out too much, I guess. But the other night, um, things were sort of quite relaxed and we were, we'd played, we'd hung out for a few hours and we, he had a cricket bat, the cricket bat came out, he was shadow batting a bit, and I thought, that was my opportunity to nuff him out and ask a few questions and why not do that on one of the greatest batters of all time? And yeah, he just, just the way he thinks about the game, the way he thinks about technique and, and those sort of things is just, yeah, as you say, it's just different to probably your run of the mill player, your average player. I think that, and obviously Steve's a very different character, very different player, the way he goes about it. They say that he hits double the amount of balls of, of the next best trainer. So 
he's a bit of a unique character. But yeah, he the way he spoke about batting is you can just see that he understands it. He understands what he's doing. He understands what he's trying to do. He understands what the opposition's trying to do. And yeah, from a cricket sense, I think that's really important. I'm just I'm just picturing uh, Skulls and and Steve Smith just sort of sitting there holding hands, talking about batting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not far off there, Berkey. You're not far yeah. off. And it's like, yeah. oh, geez, time's got away from us. It's four a.m. Bakuma, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kara. It's exactly the same. I was lucky enough to play against a game, play against him in a game, and sat there after and just listened to him talk. And it's, it's just incredible, you know. And I actually reckon one of the things that young guys, you know, when we're coaching young guys, they actually are a little bit fearful of it. They actually think, you know, there's so much to learn. It's, it's like they don't know so much that it's almost like a speed hump that they just can't get over. And they don't want to find out how much they don't know. But if you have that kind of mindset, that attitude, you're just never going to go anywhere. So having that kind of idea that, Okay, I might, you know, I might not know a lot now, but if I keep chipping away, if I keep getting better a little bit um, every day, then I will eventually really understand my own game. I reckon one of the, the things that Bucky's just mentioned there is really interesting topic, actually, because I, I talk often to particularly young players about how do you learn? Because, I, you know, we all learn really differently. If I don't write stuff down, you know, the notes in my phone are, are completely full. That's how I learn, um, by writing stuff down and then reflecting on it, reading it later and doing it in my own style as well. So I think it's really important for, for athletes to understand, particularly young athletes, on, on how they learn. You know, they're not all going to learn from a coach talking to them in a meeting environment and they can really absorb it and take it in. Sometimes it's sitting down, having a, a coffee or a milkshake and, and, and talking about it. Sometimes it's video, sometimes it's writing stuff down. So I, I reckon Bucky's absolutely spot on there. And I think that's one of the biggest traits to have as well is actually understanding how do you learn? What's the best way that you learn? And that's a really interesting in itself, I reckon. And I think that it's important that going back to our pre last episode, which was recorded a long time ago now, but it was talking about having a growth mindset. And I think the best athletes, something that Buck and I are huge on, we talk about it regularly is always looking to get better, always looking to soak up information and take on advice. And it doesn't mean you have to sort of Use that advice forever, but you might take on an opinion from someone, try something, it doesn't work for you, you tinker, you try something and you, you go back to what worked or you watch a video, you listen to a podcast, you try something and then maybe it works. So always trying to find ways to get better. And with that, I reckon one of the things that definitely happened to me and, and possibly might have happened to you guys is that every time I went up a level, I failed, I struggled and then got dropped, went back down and just worked it through, thought about it, try to understand once again, like what were my strengths, what were my weaknesses, how could I get better, that kind of stuff, and just persevered that way. And then when you get the opportunity again, you, you, you're you more ready for that for that chance. So just having that kind of understanding, and, and you, you touched on it a bit earlier, Skulls, it's just about you are going to fail. You just have to be prepared to fail and know that that's um, part of cricket. Because if everyone, you know, if you, everyone did well, it, everyone would play, wouldn't they? So it's part of the game. You probably fail more times than you actually succeed if you're a batsman. So having that understanding that that's going to happen, but just, you know, how can I keep getting better? How can I just chip away and make it count when, when I get that chance? 
Absolutely. Well, I listened to a, uh, another podcast. Mike Hussey was being interviewed and he said he'd spoken to Shane Warne and he asked Shane Warne, how many times do you reckon you've had a good day in your career? And this is the greatest bowler of all time. And he said, thought about it for a while and said probably 51% he's had a good day or a reasonable day. And that's probably a lot higher than most cricketers and especially batters. So, yeah, I think that's a huge thing for any young athlete who might be listening to this or any coach. It's about understanding fail, failing or making mistakes is, is part of the process. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, 51%. Geez, uh, from the, one of the best players of all time, I think that's, um, that's a really good reflection of, of how tough the game can be as well. And I think interesting with, with what both of you are saying there, I think understanding your basics is really important as well. So when you do have those rough trots, being able to actually go back to bring your game forward, I think you need to have a really an understanding of your standard and what your basics are. And then you're able to go forward from there, if that makes sense. So interesting with Bucky, I know, you know, I was fortunate or, or unfortunate for you maybe, but we obviously lived together for, for a couple of years in Melbourne. And it's really interesting having those conversations with you from time to time where you'd come back and you weren't one of those guys that wanted to really talk a lot about the day, particularly, you know, if it was a, if it was a tough day, if it was a good day, we'd often, uh, you'd pull out the DVD and chuck it in and would watch a few hours of highlights. But if it was, if it was a tough day, it was, um, you know, often you'd just say one or two sort of little things and you'd get a bit frustrated or whatever it was and then we'd go and have a coffee and have a bit of a chat about it. But really interesting to hear someone like you, Bucky, that, that you never really, it never massively got to you. You knew that you were struggling and you knew that you need to work on things, um, but you weren't afraid of that. Like it didn't, you, you, that didn't, I suppose you didn't have fear with that, if it makes sense, because you had an understanding that you did have a standard and that you did have a baseline of your basics of the game that you could go to in, in tough times. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, you want to have that, the foundations, and that's coming back to, to know your craft. Um, not just having the mindset of, you know, see ball, hit ball, because that's never going to get you anywhere. Um, but equally, I think um, the other thing that probably has stood out to me recently is listen to someone who just keeps talking to his players about never too high, never too low. So one of the things I think that happens when you play cricket is you, you ride that roller coaster. It almost seems to dominate your life at times. And so when you have a good day, you're so high. And then when, you, when you're struggling, you, you're so low. But if you can kind of flatten out that curve, I think, um, and not judge yourself as a person with how well you're doing as a cricketer, that probably makes a, a big difference in the end. But yeah, I, Berkey, my, I, when I'd come home from a, a bad day, like I knew what had happened. I was, you know, I was more aware of, of it than anyone, which I'm sure all, you know, all the listeners are as well. It's just, it's just, I wasn't afraid of, working it through in my own head it's just i sometimes i didn't really want to talk to other people about it because you know it would get you a bit frustrated so that's not to say i wasn't continually thinking about how to get better though i liked your little bit that you threw in there about the curve very appropriate at the moment with this COVID 19 oh that was that was that was clever right well i didn't actually <laughs> talk about your bad photo that we live together either but that's a <laughs> maybe that's something we can bring up in another episode <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great topic. <laughs> well, that's something, what you've touched on there, Buck, something I try and talk to all the athletes I work with is about staying as level as you can as a person and, and really not valuing yourself 
as a person but by your cricket results. If you score zero, you score 100, you take a five for or no wickets, it doesn't mean you're a good or a bad person. And most young athletes who really aspire to be great, they, they often live on the roller coaster. And so I think the ones that can live in a more level state, they understand they're going to have good days, they're going to have bad days, are the ones that can then sort of perform at their best more consistently. When, when I was lucky enough to play for, for Australia, you'd have sometimes it almost because you desperately wanted to stay on the side and sometimes it was almost a case of, is there someone who is not doing as well as me because the pressure would be on that person? And I know that's a terrible way to think, but <laughs> sometimes that would ease, ease the pressure. And I remember in the um, 13, 14 Ashes when George Bailey was, was the one who was probably under pressure, but he would always turn up, big smile on his face, happy, you couldn't, you could not tell whether um, he got runs or he hadn't got runs. And I just asked him one time, and he said, "He said, mate, if I go out and bat today and I get a hundred or I get a duck, I'm going to be the exact same person tonight." And I thought that was pretty good, you know, perspective from from him. And and it go, it went to show the way he actually really just enjoyed playing the game, rather than kind of getting frustrated. I still look at some players, and I wonder whether they get to the end of their career and look back and go, "Did I actually enjoy that?" Or did I just put myself under so much pressure the whole time? I reckon that's a good point, Bucky. I've asked a few different athletes, whether they're you know cricketers or, or different sports, and I've asked a sort of similar question to them about what what would you have changed if you had the journey again? And I'm talking more about you know when you're 14, 15, 16 sort of age group, and and majority of them have said, I wish I didn't fear so much when I was that age. And it's it, it is tough because when you tell young guys that. You know, it's kind of that, you know, we've, we've all been told by elder people, you know, how to live their life and stuff like that. But it's interesting when you go back and you ask these, you know, ex-athletes or athletes that have played at a really high level at all different, um, you know, sports, is that the one thing that they wish they could have not done or wish they'd treat, you know, done it better was not, not fear failure at that age, which I think is really an interesting one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man... I think uh, there's been a, a huge amount of value there. I'm sure our listeners will have got a lot out of that. Any final remarks before we wrap up this sort of first episode back in this Under the Lid podcast? Yeah, just one thing I wrote down. When dealing with, with young men, I think one of the things that kind of stands out to me, and I don't know what I was like when I was kind of, you know, 17, 18, 19, or a few years older, but it seems to me there's the, there's the kind of kids who... Uh, I could tell them to turn around and bat opposite-handed, and they would do. And I'm not sure that they'll, they'll go um, very far. And then um, there's the guys who listen to the advice and they they go away and they think about it. They don't have to agree with it, but they think about it and they go, they work it out for themselves. But then there's the other group who just always seem to have an answer. They always seem to kind of have a reason for what they do and they, they're not really prepared to listen. And And it's probably the group that frustrates me the most. And I'm not sure if you have that kind of mindset. I know it's great to have some self-belief, what we spoke about earlier, but still being open to uh, some constructive criticism, coaching, whatever you want to call it, and going away and thinking about Because you'll be surprised where the best bits of advice come from. Like I know at times I wasn't even prepared and something will happen and someone will say something and I'll go, that was, that was amazing, that, that worked for me. So just trying to wrap your, your mind around, yeah, you'll have some ideas about why you go about doing stuff, but, but be prepared to listen to other people and other 
reasons for why uh, to do it. So probably the last thing I wanted to say. I reckon uh, for those that are listening to this podcast, I reckon that's unbelievable advice. I, I would totally agree with that. The one thing I would say to add to it is own your own development. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you. So own your own development. So however you learn, however you take feedback, you know, whatever your work ethics are, at the end of the day, own your own development. But uh, I think what Bucky said there is absolutely spot on. And then I'll just say my final piece will be, it's awesome to get to the top. It's awesome to reach your goals and reach the pinnacle of your sport. But if you're not having fun while you're doing it, if you're not sort of creating memories that are going to last a lifetime, then what is the point? So make sure you're enjoying the process, you're having fun while you're doing it, and you can you can end, as we've spoken about throughout this episode, you can end with some really happy memories and, and move on to the next stage of your life because unfortunately being a professional sports person or professional cricketer doesn't last forever and it's something as teenagers we aspire to do but then it, we don't realise that it might end at 25, it might end at 35 but it's certainly not going to go on forever. So you've got to develop yourself outside of your, your craft and, uh, and try and be a good person as well. So boys, this has been a pleasure. We could chat all day as we often do. No doubt that the WhatsApps will be flying after this but Thank you for your insights. Good on your skulls. Thanks for listening too. Good on your skulls and thank you to the listeners. Well, legends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. As we said throughout, we're always learning from each other. So even though I'm hosting the podcast, I was fascinated to hear what Buck and Berkey thought about what it takes to be an elite athlete. We covered a lot of different things and we'll go into more detail on some of the topics in future episodes. But here's my five things I took out of that conversation. Number one, the best players talk about the game in minute detail. They love watching the game, they love learning about the game, and they love discussing it and will talk for hours at any opportunity. Two, the best players know their game, as Berkey said, and they know their craft, as Buck said. This comes through learning and asking the right questions and constantly trying to understand what they're doing. Three, and this is a point Buck made, young athletes are often fearful of learning and they're scared of making mistakes. But sometimes to be a better player in the future and be the best player you want to be at some point, you need to be willing to go one step backwards to go two steps forward. Four, and this is one Berkey brought up, was that players need to work things out for themselves. They need to own their own development. Coaches are great and coaches need to facilitate sessions and prompt players how to learn, but it's ultimately up to the player to learn and figure things out and own their own development. And finally, a really important point that Buck made that I think all young athletes need to understand is to not judge themselves as a person and that they never get too high or too low when they're doing well or doing poorly. And that's something that the very best players are able to do. And Buck shared a great example of George Bailey and how level he was. Even when he wasn't scoring runs, he was still the same person. And it's a great example and lesson for all of us. What were the main things you took out of this episode? To get the most out of it, I suggest you do a review yourself at the end of the episode and ask yourself, what are the main things you've learned? It doesn't have to be five things. Maybe just one or two that you can implement into your life and craft. Now that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can send me a message via the Cricket Mentoring social media channels or my personal Instagram account at Skulls5. I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this new format. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Until then, stay safe, work hard and always try to learn and become better than you were yesterday. And most importantly, smile and enjoy the process. Talk soon, legends. Yeah, 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 yeah.